You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. My name is Jordan Lowe. Hi! My name's Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. There's no illustrious one tonight. Why? Where's he at? What's he's, happening? He's in solitude preparing. <laughs> he's had a, he's, he's got a higher calling. Indeed. Indeed. He Come has, on. he has, he has been called to service <laughs> and when, if called, he will serve. <laughs> That's right. Is this his first officiate? Is it, uh, what is he, an officiant? What, what do you call uh, it? I don't know. He's marrying someone. Like, yeah, he is. Um, but not like, he's already married, but he's physically marrying <laughs> Right, someone. yes, he is he's doing He's performing the, a ceremony right, tomorrow yes. through the power of the internet and $20. <laughs> the power vested in Michael. Yes. I now pronounce you ordained to do whatever he's <laughs> yeah, about to do. That's right, he's ordained by the internet. Some website, he paid yes. $20 and he... Made his own certificate, so these people are going to find out in a few years they're not really yeah. married, only they're they, internet married. And when they get their tax returns back, this and is it's just all one step up, yeah. above Facebook official. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I have this weird feeling like his $20 that he paid to be ordained by right. the Church of the Internet um, is secretly funding some kind of... <laughs> Terrorist, terrorist group <laughs> yeah, out there. It's ISIS. It's ISIS. <laughs> this is how they do it. They suck in mild-mannered comic book artists. Um, so Cliff's gonna go on location and try to get some, uh, some gonna, footage or something yeah, of this. Yeah, we need some content. <laughs> we so all we, have um, high expectations for tomorrow in how he presents himself. Robes, full robes, full vestment. I want a Kapow logo somewhere. Oh, on top of his head, <laughs> right on the big hat <laughs> with some feathers. Yeah. So, yeah, we hope Cliff gets that footage or audio or sneaks something out of there. So you may see that before you ever hear this, because Cliff's leaving right after this to go join. That's he, right. He didn't get. Uh, he's not in the party. He didn't have to do any sort of. No, yeah. re- no rehearsal for you. Yeah. No rehearsal for me. Just show up. Can and you enjoy. imagine what they're doing tonight? Like seriously, I can't. Though, like they're having. Michael's having to stand there. He's playing down like palm fronds. Like usually, <laughs> usually the guy that is going to run the ceremony is the one like organizing yeah. the uh, practice. Right. He's telling people where to stand. There's no way that he. Father, has any Father idea. Michael, where do I stand? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's usually what they say in this town, but <laughs> not to him. Oh my gosh, I can't, you. It's gonna be great. Yeah, you can't, just hold on to your butts, cause next <laughs> week, oh my gosh, we're gonna hear all about it. Um, Cliff, first, uh, before we hear, I wanna hear about your trip, um, I wanna give some props to Cliff. If you caught our last episode and didn't, don't stay to the end, any new listeners, you gotta stay to the end, cause occasionally Cliff blesses us <laughs> with 
a little uh, music, and he threw together our Taika Watiti um, song. So definitely not my best work. Oh, with what you had to work with, it was pretty dang good. I cut the hell out of that thing, that little (laughs) snippet I had. Right, I chopped it up. I was a little disappointed because you said, "Oh, it'd be great to have a song," and then it went by with no song. I thought, "Ah." Cliff's being lazy on us. <laughs> and, then, and then, no, uh, the grand switcheroo right at the end. <laughs> so, yeah, check that out. Um, but, okay, I want to hear about these great restrooms at Disney. <laughs> the restrooms? Well, there's only one. I feel there's only one great restroom. Right. I have a favorite restroom. I po- I made a post on Facebook. Lay it on us. I, I was know. down there. I've been holding it Wait, all this you, time. If you tell all the <laughs> listeners... Then it's just going to become mainstream, and everyone's going to be using the restroom. That's true. That's always been my fear. <laughs> that everyone will find out about this great restroom at the Epcot Center. This is so... Is that right weird? Near, right in our age is bracket. That, like, <laughs> is, is that too weird? I mean, no, that's like a, I, I, a common I, thing for... I want to know what's so hot about this restroom. I want to compare it to my favorite yeah. restroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite restroom. It's It's... Part of it's on the back side of the Imagination Pavilion at Epcot. Okay. Um, the Pavilion. <laughs> and not very many people. Know, <laughs> not very many people know it's there um, because there's no, there's not really any other reason to go back behind the pavilion unless you're a cast member. And what I love about it is... That's how you found this restroom. Yes. <laughs> There's really no reason for me to do that. You're just following cast members around. You but, were doing like dropping stuff on the ground they have to sweep up. Like, for yeah. <laughs> just to see where it goes. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's been my favorite for a long time. Many, many years. Um, because nobody knows it's there. It's always, it's always clean. They, they actually, <laughs> it only gets one... Visitor a year. That's right. <laughs> it's roped off just for me. The guy standing there with a towel, like, "Oh, here he is." <laughs> but <laughs> but when you go back there, it's like going back in time because they have actual outside of the restrooms. They have actual working payphones still. Wow. Uh, right, the original payphones from the early eighties, and then the music that plays is the original Imagination Pavilion. Uh, background loop so they play the music from when i was a kid when you haven't had your coffee do you sometimes have to play that song in the bathroom to get your things flowing <laughs> <laughs> it probably wouldn't hurt so i don't know it's just always been my favorite it's like this little how many stalls i need more details it's plenty that. i mean it's, plenty. it's a bit it's a big bathroom um it's all kind of retro they haven't remodeled it or anything so it's all very retro look. It's like it's just like going back into 1986. <laughs> I just imagine Cliff has carved little notches in the oh, door yeah, frame yeah. every year he's visited to see how tall right. he's gotten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got one. Of his, I got can like reach the, the big mirror, boy urinal. The lighting and the mirrors in there make me look younger. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's all all the whole package. It's a time machine. That's what I want out of a. No, that, that's a, it, it's one of those weird things about theme park goers. Um, everybody has a little favorite nuance, something or other that. Right. You Except feel you like. a little favorite of everything. This is just one thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you've got your favorite sure. water fountain and. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It was coming out of there and I was like, man, this, you know, 
does anybody else do this? Like, look forward to going to that one yeah, restaurant. always follow your instincts. <laughs> um, I feel like we've been very patient, <laughs> waiting, thinking, waiting yeah. on our porgs, and you have not. Yeah, given where's us our porgs? Oh, is this where you pull them out? They're your backpack. So there were pork backpacks. Are we, are we to check out a receipt? <laughs> <laughs> you get a pork. There's no pork under there. Yeah, so many porks. You didn't smuggle any porks out of Florida. I did not. They may be an endangered species outside of Florida because I'm pretty sure everyone that exists is in Walt Disney World. They're everywhere. Right. So how was everything? Was it, it was great? great. We had a great trip. Absolutely fabulous trip. What was different um, since last hurricane year? Hurricane free. Hurricane free this year, yes. guys. That was the biggie. Yeah. Contrary to the fake news, when Cliff got there, it was fine. Right. Correct. That's good. Good news. I'm glad you had a good trip. Uh, the great weather, no rain, which is odd for Florida. And uh, we first couple days, we met up with um, some family. And uh, first thing in the morning, we were there, drove through the night. Got to uh, Magic Kingdom about 8 a.m. Park opened at 9. I got there early for the welcome show. Met up with my my cousin's son and his fiance, who um, had previously done a trip report on do, our Mickey Bars podcast. Do they need someone to marry them? Have they got that? I'm working yet? on that because okay. I I definitely have somebody to recommend. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to talk to Michael. Oh, man, you can him to Florida. Good. He's only good for two months. You could tie expires, I think. So you could tie the rings to the little porgs and it could waddle down the aisle. <laughs> so, uh, ring, yeah, ring porgs, ring porgs, pork bears, <laughs> pork bears. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was a great trip. Um, the last time I went, it was kind of I don't know. There were some things we were like, kind of like, oh, it's going to be the last time we get to do this or that. Um, going into it this year, I don't know. There was a lot of excitement. I can't wait to tear down that bathroom. <laughs> He's going to be like, this is the last time I get to make a payphone call and take stuff in this bathroom. <laughs> we can't wait to give us those pics. Do that online. So yeah, was that was there a big first time you got to do something, or last time you're ever going to do something? Well, where yeah, that's those, what we want. I knew you guys would want to hear about Pandora. Oh man, the world of Avatar. I, you got your ponytail, right? Got my ponytail. Um, they were, got my little headband with my little blues and t-shirt, and it was pretty awesome. Um, not, I'm not a big Avatar fan of the movie. But for a theme park, this really, honestly, um, if this is an indication of what's going to happen with Star Wars, right? Wow. Uh, yeah, they they imagine all this technology <laughs> in a good movie. Everyone yes. likes. Yeah, just think if they did this with Avatar, <laughs> what they're going to do with Star Wars? Something they're absolutely sure is going to work. When they get something we really like and oh, you man. Know, apply this. Yeah, it, it, you'd have been you'd have been like, what well, if they'd applied that amount of attention to like, what about Bob? You'd have been like, this is a great theme park. <laughs> but two incredible rides. Um, the flight of passage, flight of passage ride or attraction is, I can't even explain it. Um, unlike it's so for a simulator, it's it was so real. I uh, top notch technology, cutting edge. 
Um, I can't wait to see what how they apply it and take it further to Star Wars. I really, really can't. It, um, That's what I'll be going. You get on this. It looks kind of like a motorcycle seat. So you're, you're sitting upright. Um, it's got handlebars here. And it, like, you put your feet into it. You guys all see him. He's yeah. just really painting you, a picture you here. You, yeah. Okay, you straddle <laughs> it. And there's a big screen in front of you. All goes dark. And we're, we're riding a banshee. Um, right. Is what it is. And you can feel... Your the, ponytail. Yeah. You plug your ponytail in. Yeah. Or full ponytail. <laughs> but you can feel it breathing on your legs and stuff. And, <laughs> and then it's like when you're, when you're skimming through over a river and stuff, it's splashing in the face. Is this still about the bathroom? <laughs> yes. This, this, this stra- is this in the bathroom. Stra- between your legs. You gotta straddle it. In the bathroom. <laughs> Water splashing on. <laughs> But it's old. They haven't updated it to where you plug your ponytail in anyway. That's right. right. Still pay ponytail. <laughs> you only rent them. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a new experience. It's um, they will say Disney's in the details, and it certainly is for Pandora. But that also sounds like. In an afternoon, you could switch that over to Star Wars, and you're on a land speeder, and you're right. exactly. You're like, it's my, like yeah. we'll just cut. Like as soon as Star We're Wars opens, the movie so, out. just cart this over and let's yeah. do something new. Yeah, that was actually my thought. Was wow, we can we can take this and really just easily change it yeah. up. I'm on a tauntaun. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. And uh, so we we had lunch in Pandora. And what do uh, they serve in Pandora? Well, that's the interesting thing. They have a restaurant there. It's called. It's Sistu- like a very ecological movie, you know. With- yes. So, and, and the food is designed to look alien. Okay. So you go to the Satuli Canteen is the name of it, and you can get either the main thing they have are cheeseburger pods, which is like a bao bun, um, like a Japanese bao bun, and inside is it's like a soft bun, um, kind of. Kind of looks like a tortilla almost. Okay. Um, and inside is your like ground up hamburger, relish, onion, mustard, that type of thing. Tastes like a McDonald's cheeseburger. Um, I think I saw was Cooper eating them. It looked yeah. like a pierogi. Yeah, I put a, I, I did a, we did a little review yeah, type thing yeah. and, and with what we had for that lunch. Yeah. Or you can get like what we would call, uh, I would call it kind of like a protein bowl. Mm-hmm. You go in and you you have there's like 55 different variations you can of ingredients you can combine to make your bowl. So you pick a protein, which is either um, beef, chicken, uh, tofu, which we'll get to, and then or uh, <laughs> fish. <laughs> now immediately when I saw tofu. I thought Michael would. Order I thought that. that's what Michael would Michael order. Michael would go up and say, "Okay, I'd like the tofu tofu protein bowl with peanut butter." Do you have peanut butter? Yes. <laughs> I did. I it's actually, not weird enough. I need something. Like I that made here. that comment. I said because we were like tofu. Who would order that? And I was like, that's exactly what Michael would order because Michael always orders the weirdest right. crap. He wants to see if you're watching him when he eats. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So you get that, you can, or then you get a base, which is, um, like a grain or a salad. You can get greens, uh, with quinoa, um, rice, or they have a sweet potato hash. 
and then you get a sauce on top of it and have three different sauces. So it was that really was good. Yeah. Uh, we did a little review, really enjoyed that. But the thing about it was the food looked kind of alien. It didn't look like normal theme park food that we Well, I know from when I've gone there, they try to keep you in the mood of what you're doing. So wherever you're at, you try to not lose the experience. Right. You know, the keep, theme keep you, goes yeah, keep you the in the zone it. there. What was the, what was something you did that you were, you isn't going to be there next time you go? Was well, uh, speaking of the imagination bathrooms, uh, that pavilion is the ride, uh, is scheduled to close and, uh, it's going to be replaced by an inside out Pixar ride of oh, okay. some sort. Uh, great movie rides already closed. Universe of Energy's already closed. Um, I think that was about it as far as, you know, change yeah well you guys go often enough that you still yeah i do i did take a little bit of footage i'm going to try and no guarantees I'm, i haven't went through it yet i'm going to try and put together a little short little clip video of um the construction of star wars oh yeah. what's going on with that um i have some, a little i did put up a little quick video of the portion of galaxy's edge that is mm-hmm. the model that's that. very disappointing well really I, I expected a much bigger, bigger yeah, section. Yeah. So I was really disappointed. Euro with that. Disney got well, the big part. It, it was part. only a model, Cliff. <laughs> I thought it'd be bigger. I won't be able to fit there. Where am I going to use the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody show me where the payphones are? <laughs> what is this? A spaceport for ants? <laughs> so I was disappointed in that. However, um, they're at the same attraction. They did have a full size scale model. Of Toy Story Land. That's oh, okay. Right now it's going to be yeah. open next summer. Hmm. Um, so What's they, taking them so long to do a Toy Story thing? I mean, I know we've had the Toy Story ride I, for mm-hmm. years and years, yeah, many years. I, but like, they're building behind that, yeah, um, right next to Galaxy's Edge, where it's going to be. Um, there's a Slinky Dog roller coaster that goes through mm-hmm. the whole okay. land. Um, it's going to be almost as big as the Star Wars Land. So they're going to have really? that. Yeah, they're going to have, uh, actually, it'll actually have more attractions. So it's going to have two or three different rides, um, quick service restaurant, meet and greet, stuff like that. Is it, it's all Toy Story? They, they didn't, they're keeping it very specific. They didn't just do like a Pixar land where they can no, kind of integrate. No, all it's the all Toy Story, which is, yeah, I, I originally had the mm-hmm. same thought. Why isn't, why didn't you do more Pixar in general? Sounds like they're definitely going like, Taking all, moving away from the old, very old stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of it. Um, especially in this park, there's not a whole lot left. But uh, yeah, so we did that, and also at Hollywood Studios. Um, I sent you guys a quick clip of the projection show. They do a projection oh, yeah, show yeah, up yeah. on the Chinese theater. Actually, they do two every night. Um, one is live action movies, so Tron. Guardians of the Marvel movies, um, Indiana Jones, Pirates are all featured in it, Mary Poppins. And then after that, they do a Star Wars projection show. And it, let me tell you, it was, I thought, okay, they're going to project some movie scenes up on the theater. Mm. No. I'd never seen this in person before. It was awesome. Fireworks going, they were shooting lasers at us as the ships are flying at us on the projection. <laughs> right. So the lasers are coming all over the park as the fireworks and explosions are going off. And it, 
instead of like having the center projection right on the uh, Chinese theater and then on the right hand sides kind of having the, the same thing going, it had different stuff everywhere. So really it was hard to like focus on everything that was happening because at the same time you're hearing um, audio lines from the movie and sound effects and you're yeah I, I get it. It was very, very cool. It sounds really good. I, I know when you get there, you're so swept up in all the, yeah. all your nostalgia for these movies and pop culture. So it, you're just like in it and mm-hmm. everything is awesome. You know, I can't wait to go. When you, when so, you let me know when Star Wars okay. is ready. Also did the only, uh, I'm going to be R2 and <laughs> Jordan's going to be C3PO. Well, it was funny because we actually saw R2 rolling through the park. And Which we're going to ruin your bathroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that if mm, that would be a great site for a meet and greet. <laughs> Kapow. Yeah, meet Kapow, the bathroom by the payphone. <laughs> um, guy, guy in, in Nambia is like, what the hell am I <laughs> Yeah, we did the... Uh, we did get to see an R2 unit rolling right through the middle of the park. Oh, yeah. Which was surrounded by probably 12 Disney-like suits. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what is going was on? Was it the real? It was probably Probably R2. the real R2. <laughs> no. I imagine Kenny Baker was he inside was in there, there. right. That's why he was, didn't stop. At <laughs> least the corpse of Kenny Baker. <laughs> oh, well, it sounds like a good trip. So. Yeah, so we did that. The only other big thing... Meet and greet real quick was um, was Star Lord and Baby Group, uh, Hollywood Studios, which was pretty cool. Oh yeah, worst Star Lord I've ever seen. Worst, uh, okay. worst. <laughs> yeah, had a huge mustache. I don't know why. <laughs> Baby Group was very cool. A uh, little figure, full motion, interactive type thing. Um, so we highly enjoyed that. Okay, that's neat. I can't picture what. Like it was a. Yeah, he was in a pot. No, no, um, like from Guardians. Okay, like toddler group. Somebody holding this? No, no, no. He's on. Star Lord is a base character, um, and then they have a little setup here. It's like a looks like I don't know, just like he's on a little ship or a little platform, and he's standing there, and he just kind of moves around, Mm -hmm. says, "I am Groot." (laughs) I know his line. Dances around a little bit. (laughs) That's all so we that, want. Yeah, yeah, it was that one of the first things we did that morning. It was really cool. So sounds awesome. Well, <laughs> I, that, guys, this is what we do here. We talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. Right. And when Cliff goes to Disney World, <laughs> I want to know what happened. I was going to say something real quick. I went to uh, ToyCon mm. in Columbus. It's like a Columbus Toy Expo slash video game expo. This is your, this made you QuadCon or yeah, QuintCon? I, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know how many arms I have now. <laughs> but yeah, this is my most con year. I, uh, but I went to it in Columbus and if you like, uh, if you have a nostalgia for old toys, yeah. definitely go to this. I, uh, I was really very impressed. It was much better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I was there like, four hours, you know, it, it was probably open five or six and there was a lot of really neat stuff to look at and we had a great time. So definitely 
check it out. I'm I'm gonna go in the spring again and check it out. Did but, they have a USS flag? Uh, I think they did. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, it was like sitting on the floor under this yeah. one guy's table. That's a sure sign of a quality. Yeah, <laughs> they had everything. <laughs> I, I was super impressed. I got like a lot of. I'm kind of the collection I'm working on now. I got a few old movie cars. I still do that, but I got. Um, I've had a few droids. I'm trying to stick to AIs for this one shelf. So I, I picked up several droids and robots and things for movies and television. So. We had a good time. And I want to say, I, uh, the illustrious one has been pushing Ray Ray's hog pit on yeah. here for a long time. Yeah. And on Facebook. And I, I was like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's just go. Me and my son were like, some barbecued tofu. That's right. We're going there. They did not have tofu. I was like, what, what's going on? Yeah. Um, so as I do, like I said, when I went to, uh, Gen Con, or, uh, Origins, we went to North End Market. I order everything like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend a little extra. Try it all. Try it all so I know what to get next time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, went to Ray Ray's and I ordered like three different things. And and my son was like, I'm just getting the brisket. Give me two brisket sandwiches, you know. I got the brisket and the <laughs> carabine or whatever, the jerk chicken yeah. and whatever. The only thing good is the brisket. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, they, they run a tight ship there. I love the where it's they like park their... Um, it's a food truck. They park it right by this bar that has this awesome patio and you just mm-hmm. walk in and get, you know, some draft beer set on their patio and eat Ray Ray's. That, I mean, it's the best brisket sandwiches I've ever had. Awesome. We'll definitely go again. So I'm not trashing Ray Ray's hog pet. Yeah, we just, don't want to lose this potential corporate sponsor <laughs> right, yeah. that we bring yeah, up. Yeah, this the isn't time. a commercial, but, uh, <laughs> I, we'll definitely return, but. If you go I, get the brisket. I took one bite of the jerk chicken. <laughs> and uh, that was all I was having of that. But, uh, so they know what they're talking about. You know, Michael's right. I'm sure he's eating the good stuff too. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was excellent. Definitely recommend that. That was our opening. <laughs> so, yeah. 30 minutes in. Oh, I also got a couple old board games that I'm going to. I just love to see, yeah, yeah. I love to see like old, you know, maybe not a game that I necessarily want to play, but I just like the artwork or Mm -hmm. what, you know, it's some nostalgia from back in the 80s. And they had a $6 million man board game and a James Bond board game that were all, uh, they were both early 80s, late Mm -hmm. 70s. And I, that couple different copies I got. One's good enough that the boards look good, but I'll throw some pictures up on yeah. Facebook. Um, I think I'm just going to take the boards out and frame them and put them on, you know, where we play games. Right there in the dining room. Yep, that's right. Right by the velvet. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll take some pictures and show you guys. I fully expect a velvet mat Oh, yeah. behind the... I've got two double-sided colored mats coming in the next week or so, so... Going to mix it up. What do you want to talk about? Pick a category. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I was hurried back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> Comics! We got to talk about there's a big release tomorrow. What tomorrow? is it? That's what I heard. At, at Bigfoot Con. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just under the wire, Bluff Creek issue two arrived. 
premiering last Saturday at <laughs> Hawking Hills Bigfoot Conference. Produced by His Holiness, <laughs> the illustrious one. It arrives one day before <laughs> it needs to get, ship out. As if by miracle. <laughs> <laughs> On the way towards sainthood, he procures... Yeah, well, I can already see uh, it, uh, yes. yeah, We only had a couple of loaves and a couple of fishes, and we came up with a <laughs> bunch of loaves. <laughs> you rubbed them together. We fed the multitudes with our comic amazingness. Love yes, written by me with art by Ansley McDaniel. You can find her at Art by Ans on Instagram or Facebook. And designed logo design, layouts, digital scanning, all the... Difficult stuff by Michael K. Easton. Yeah, we, uh, it's been kind of in the works for a while, and this was the best show sales-wise I've had at one of these hmm. Bigfoot shows last year. Cool. So we're coming back this year, and there's several speakers there. Uh, the best known one would be Cliff Berrickman from the show Finding Bigfoot. So we got a little star power there too. Mm-hmm. And I gave him a copy of issue one last year. Oh, so he's probably oh, dying. So I'm, I really want to give him a copy of issue two. That's right. why he's returning. But I'm also dreading that, like, now what is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> you that moment, yeah, that, but he's so nice and he's so good right. with all the fans that I'm I don't sure. think he would just be cool. like, who are you? Right. He'd yeah. be like, oh, great. Thank-. But yeah. I'm expecting to be, you Looks know. at your name tag. Yeah. Oh, Jordan. <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> No, he didn't awesome. have me sign it last year. He's like, oh, be sure and sign that for me. He's like, oh, I could tweet this for you. Like, he offered to cool. help support it. So, well, that's good. yeah, I, I can't wait to meet my number one fan, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> so how many years have they had this in Hawking Hills now? Uh, this is just the second, second year. Second year now. Okay. Um, I remember last year when we, we, you had talked about And there's a bigger one at Salt Fork that's yeah. been around for a lot of years. Yeah. It draws in. People come from all over the country okay. for that one. Um, and they bring in, like, I think last year they had if the famous Patterson-Gimlin footage of the Sasquatch yeah, walking across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the famous footage of Bigfoot. Well, Mr. Gimlin was there of Patterson-Gimlin. So, you know, you don't get any bigger than that in well, the Sasquatch. Well, actually, there's one step bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of one footprint bigger than that. that but again, it's guess. to bring the religious imagery, we, like Elijah, we leave a table empty for big <laughs> Oh, yeah. <there> <laughs> we, every year hoping he will show that up. That would be awesome if he just strolled in. He's like, ah, I'm signing for one hour. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, ah, oh, 50 bucks for an autograph? Come on. Exactly. Oh, you're making keychains? <laughs> uh, I came in here earlier today and picked up a couple of comics. Yeah. So did you read the, this was the big release of Marvel Legacy. Marvel correct? Legacy, yes. What happened? I read it. It uh <laughs> a lot of stuff happened, but yeah. also not a whole lot yeah. happened. Yeah. They kind of promised this is the basically the first chapter to all the new stuff coming out as they renumber everything. And reboot and restart a bunch of new storylines. I'm story excited lines. for that. I, so I, I it, want my cap with 695 on it. Yeah, it, uh, it it had the right feeling like we talked about after Secret Empire. We wanted that back to heroics and all that stuff. So it kept that feel to it. But again, it was a lot of just a two-page thing of, oh, here's what the Guardians are doing. And oh, here's who this, what this guy's doing. And I, I don't know that it was as vital as Marvel promised that it would be. Mm-hmm. But they, then they, there was a press release like the day before it came out of who was uh, returning from the dead. Right. So a lot of people got spoiled for that, yeah. which I thought was a very good scene. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I, that was I, the I best part of the, uh, yeah. 
That was the best part of the issue for me, but yes, I had already seen it. Um, so I read that. I was a little lukewarm on it, but I'm sure it's setting up. So it felt very, uh, event, you know, type issue, but definitely I feel like you gotta get it and read it to kick off whatever is happening. Um, I also picked up the Generations issue of, um, Cap, you know, yeah. uh, Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers, and it was a, it's the last issue I believe Nick Spencer is doing of Captain America. And I was blown away! Did you read it? <laughs> yeah, it seemed like it should be the last Generations you read too, because it kind yeah. of wraps up that time travel yeah. split second from the Secret Empire plot line, right. and gives you the full Captain America History. If you are a Captain America fan, I'm sure you picked it up, but if you didn't pick it up, it is so, so good. I, I, I mean, it brought a tear to my eye a couple times going, oh, sorry, going in towards the end of the issue and I was like, wow, that guy really knows what he's doing and I'm sad to see him leave the title. I yeah. mean, he was in charge of this whole secret empire stuff and I mean, I thought he wrapped that up well and I like him. Uh, I, I follow him on Twitter. I like, you know, things he talks about and links to. And I just, I love this as a farewell to the character. I thought, well, it was just fantastic. So, and even if I like or dislike his writing, whatever, but his, one of the big criticisms when they turn Cap into a Nazi, shorthand for what he did, right. that he doesn't get Cap. He doesn't understand. Well, I think he's proven he understands oh, right. who the character is, what his appeal is. What he needs to be, like we talk about Superman, needs to be that hope and inspiration. Nick Spencer gets what Captain America needs yeah. to be right now. And, and you may have disagreed with you know the Falcons version that he was more the social justice corner of things. Like You can argue with that, that's fine. But this guy definitely gets Steve Rogers and his place in the Marvel Universe. And I thought what, what was really neat, coupled with all of that, he, if you like it, or, or are even worried about some of these new versions of characters like Lady Thor and Sam Wilson as Cap and Miles Morales and all this. He does such a good job of explaining. I mean, I don't want to spoil the issue. Read it. Pick it up. Read it. But it shows kind of them shirking having to live in the shadow of these characters I just thought it was a beautiful issue. I loved the story. I loved the way it was executed. And uh, it's the best thing I've read since, since I don't know when. I actually like it better. Uh, the last issue I really loved was uh, the end of Secret, Secret Empire. And I think this is better. I mean, I just love this issue. So I, I did. I definitely wanted to bring that up. And I do think we need to get away from, like again, a criticism of those Generations one-shots where, Marvel promised these would be important and these would set things up and blah, blah, blah. Uh, at least three quarters of them were great stories. Mm. They Okay, they may not have impacted future issues <laughs> right. here and been a first appearance of some character and been real you know, valuable in the collector's market. But, like, we, we shouldn't bash just a good story. It's just a cool story starring a character I love. Right, and I think this issue adds value to every one of those other generation's issues. It, just the way it was executed makes you makes me rethink what I've read of the other ones, like what they were really the point was of the whole thing. Ah. So you shouldn't have thrown away that Hawkeye issue. Yeah. Thrown away, no, Evan Bevins won it. <laughs> <laughs> Mere hours after purchase, it was in the Kapow prize box. Yeah, I didn't love it. 
I love Hawkeye and Hawkeye. But did I see over off of this Marvel stuff? Did I see Batman in the Justice League found Ray Palmer? Uh, Spoiler alert! Yeah, they've been in the what microverse? Or <coughs> yeah, the the micro- microverse. Yeah, there's been. Uh, yeah, I saw yeah. the cover. I haven't read it, but okay. according to the cover, <laughs> have you read Ray it? Palmer Cliff? is back. I got spoiled on it. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's some big implications of uh, maybe who who was causing a lot of this. So as expected. You know, DC side, we've revealed who Mr. Oz is in the Superman mythos <gasps> since the beginning of this rebirth era. Um, Which I would have... Have we talked to Michael about that? I don't remember I don't getting so. a reaction. Maybe yeah. I wasn't here from him about that. Well, so. Especially not since it's been revealed officially. that It was one of the rumored... Right. Who, it, who it could have been. Is it too early to just say? Uh, two issues are out so far. Oh, yeah. I, I, don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert spoiler for the next alert. 30 seconds. If you're a real fan, you already know. I don't Mr. Know. Oz <laughs> is Jor-El. He what? survived the explosion of Krypton, uh, wrapped in some blue energy. So All right. apparently it was Dr. Manhattan stepped in. Pulled Jor-El out. Okay, and this is his dad? His father Superman. from Krypton. Maybe sure. So he went to Earth, and Dr. Manhattan apparently showed him visions. He was in like a war-torn African village where people were being murdered and <laughs> all their food, they're starving to death. And so Jor-El has this warped sense of humanity that he made a mistake and sent Clark to the wrong place, and you're like, these people aren't worthy of you. So he's done some villainous things to... Make up for this mistake he thinks he made. And Clark still doesn't believe him yet. It's two issues mm. in and Clark's like, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm buying this. So there could be a grand twist here Me at either. some point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm suspicious of blue auras yeah. or whatever. <laughs> That's pretty cool though. Excited for comics. Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. It's Operation, the Wacky Doctor's Game, where you're the Wacky Doctor. Battery's not included. I am ruined. My turn. Shall we play a game? All right. Quick gaming thing. Uh, I shared on our Facebook the trailer for Red Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Looks good. It's looking better each time I see something. Whole new character. Arthur Morgan. Whole new plot line. Yeah. Still with the Vanderland gang. As they rob, fight, and steal their way across the vast and rugged heart of America in order to survive. Look good. I want to get on one of them PS4 rendered horses. That's right. Straddle it up. (laughs) Straddle it up. Feel the breeze. (laughs) Yeah. Feel the breeze. The water's splashing. Uh, as I get jerked off my horse from the cord of my payphone. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. That's but it's not till spring. They pushed it till spring. So, but we're big Red Dead fans, so had to bring it up. New trailer. Okay, you guys, pick a category. We got millions of things. But whatever you want to talk about. Streaming. Streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Violence in the streets. That is- 
the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. I watched a movie that came out today on Netflix. Stephen King. You listening, Justin? Watch Stephen King, Gerald's Game. Oh, that's out already. Yes, it came out. Uh, three o'clock in the morning, it came out. Pacific time, uh, midnight. Um, Starring Carla Gugino, is that correct? Si, si, Gugino. And Bruce Greenwood. Wish Mario was here so we could have gotten the correct pronunciation. Oh, I can't wait to talk to him about punching Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> That's been official, and he's got a lot to answer for. Um, it's the book, one of Stephen King's books, you know, I read a million years ago. It's not... Another one that has something to do with an eclipse, and I kind of thought that it wasn't really, I don't know how you would have made it into a movie, but Mike Flanagan made it into a movie and did a pretty dang good job. Like, I was super impressed. So, if you have Netflix and you're a Stephen King fan, and, you know, and I would say read the book first, but... uh This is a very good adaptation of a Stephen King book. I... I, I would have never guessed that they could have pulled it off. It's not the anywhere near the greatest thing I've seen this year, but I thought it was very well done. She was awesome. She did a great job. It's probably the best th- performance I've ever seen her give. So I assume she kind of has to single handedly carry the whole thing. Not really. The plot line. That's just oh, okay. it. That's just it. There's a lot of. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. They they found a way to tell this story and keep other characters involved. And she she does a fantastic job. There's uh, another girl, uh, Kiara Aurelia, who has a very difficult role. I I thought like uh, it was a you know I, I I was thinking how how would she sit there and think as a child to do this performance, and she did such a good job. Bruce Greenwood, Greenwood was great. It was just a great adaptation. Highly recommend it. It had the single most cringe-worthy movie moment that I can remember. I don't, I cannot think of a movie moment that I have cringed worse and thought I've got to watch, but I want, don't want to watch. You know, so definitely, if you want to, <laughs> you want to know what I'm talking about, watch that because it it has a moment that I was like, oh my gosh, make it stop. This is crazy. So I I recommend Gerald's Game. Uh, streaming Lazarus, Greg Rucka's, uh, comic that I mentioned recently, Green Ronin Games was making a role-playing game of, um, is supposedly Amazon has picked up to develop their second comic book themed show after The Tick. Um, so we're going to see that in the future, apparently. It's like a dystopian future, imagine that. <laughs> they all are. <laughs> But I like Rucka's writing, I thought, yeah. so I'm interested to see that. I've prime. Anybody else watching anything on streaming? Uh, Apple Apple is trying to get into or, original programming, and they've been bidding on a bunch of different shows, like for like Apple TV. Yeah. Uh huh. Does anybody have Apple have, TV? No. I don't. 
I read stuff and hear stuff about people that have it and it just isn't, hasn't been convenient for me to mess yeah. with, but they're looking for, for original programming. They, uh, bit, there was a one flew over the cuckoo's nest, um, like reboot series they're doing with Sarah Paulson, who was on American Horror Story. Um, but they didn't end up winning that and they're, they, they, the only one thing I know that they have is amazing stories. They, for months we've known yeah. they were doing amazing stories. Steven Spielberg's show from the eighties, which was really good. Uh, I, I feel like Apple is one of those companies that just has so much money. Right. They're just like, eh, whatever. What are you going to do? This is my next question, Cliff. What are you going to do when they buy Disney? I, Apple has more I mean, money than anybody. There was a, I don't know, two or three, six months ago. Uh, a big rumor going around where people just were like, you know, if anybody could buy Disney, it's Apple. They, they have all this free money. Let's put this in perspective. I don't know what Disney's worth. I'm sure it's gazillions of yeah. dollars. But Disney bought Star Wars for $4 billion. Yeah. Cliff just confirmed it. It is gazillions. <laughs> gazillions. Yes. 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 He was not going to argue with me. I, know. <laughs> I, I like to ask questions. I know I'm going to get the answer I want. Uh, they bought Star Wars for $4 billion. Yeah. Uh, Apple has 260 billion just in capital. Yeah. In cash. They got cash money, 260 bill. Uh, they can buy whatever they want. Why are they bidding on original programming? Buy, buy Netflix. <laughs> you can afford one of these streaming That's services. That's always been a question, uh. I mean, who am I to second guess? Maybe they're being a little frugal. Maybe they know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> but I, I just feel like they're gonna step up and be like, oh, we're gonna buy Disney. Yeah, I'm sure they have like, <laughs> janitors mopping floors for, that are making probably like 250000 a year at Apple. Just because they, I mean, when you have this much money. Right. They've got my money. Cares? I'm sitting here looking at my, my eight plus here. <laughs> I, I just, I just want people to know, you know, be clear out there who has the most money. It's Apple. Oh yeah. It's Apple. <laughs> they got way more money than anybody else. That's always been a big question now for for years, um, they because, do they, they have gazillions? Is that what you're doing? No, I, are they looking to sponsor any podcasts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they're paying the, I mean, if they're paying the janitors that much, I mean, a spare billion could go, you know, go a long way toward our podcast. We could do a lot with that. Um, but they, but they do things. They everybody's they, asked at Disney why because attraction ha- attractions have sponsors, companies that mm. sponsor this. That are responsible for upkeep or um, uh, just kind of have input on what goes where in this building or mm-hmm. that building. Or so, why haven't they partnered with Disney for I, years now to yeah. do a pavilion? To do um, because we're using all this. I'm technology sure they're trying to protect their brand, and they want to. You know, do things carefully, and I, I'm, that makes sense, but I, they do smart things, like, okay, they recently upgraded, um, their, you know, you, you buy movies on iTunes, people can buy movies. If you buy something at, if you, say you bought a Blu-ray ultraviolet 4K movie or whatever, and you get the ultraviolet version mm-hmm. on their thing. Okay, that's that's been a thing. But say somebody just bought like a Blu-ray quality online, they are immediately upgrading as they've moved on to 4K. Yeah. There, you upgrade for free. Imagine buying DVDs and a company telling you <laughs> you now get all of those on Blu-ray for free. Right. 
That's what Apple is yeah. doing. They're taking what you've bought, a Blu-ray HD quality, now, the only thing and what, the building only, you up for free. That, that's insane. <laughs> the only thing I will say about Apple as a criticism, since Jobs is gone, yeah, they, they've kind of stopped innovating. Emma Kenny Baker. <laughs> yeah, Emma Kenny. <laughs> Riding around in R2. Uh... <laughs> But they, they've, since Steve Jobs has been gone, they really haven't come out with anything new. They, you know, they were always known for in, innovating. Sorry, this. we got breaking news. Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> breaking news from his Everyone, holy. It's weird. Everyone's Apple device just started dinging and interrupting your train of thought. From his holiness, the queen. Uh, no <laughs> face tonight. <laughs> that what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Cliff has been on Michael not to get ripped before the ceremony because he wants to experience it for himself tomorrow. So yeah. I don't want to miss. Feel out. free to bleep I want out the whole show. <laughs> but no, I, I I have felt that way that Apple really has stopped innovating. They're they're taking products they have and they've improved them, but nothing big has you know revolutionary has come out since Steve Jobs has been gone. All right. So yeah. I, I don't know what, how much further can we go into yeah. the future. Like what? What are? We, what is next? Well, my, well he was gotta, just riding, water splashing, yeah. straddling with a ponytail. Right. He thinks Disney's what's next. Well, leave to Disney. We may be all plugging our ponytail into our phone here in ten years. I'm gonna start growing my hair. <laughs> well, it has to be the best possible time in the world if you are a show creator. Or con- any kind of content creator. Cause it used it's to called, be, it's called peak TV. Yeah. Like if you made a pilot or wrote a script, like you got turned down by a network, <laughs> big whoop, it, you throw it away. <laughs> now there are 50 places you can take it and people are bidding on them. They, they need content badly. Yeah. So it is definitely a seller's market out there for script writers and directors and show creators. I'm sure. Right so on. if any of these networks would like to turn this show. Oh man. You see the- all this crap we're just thrown out we For don't even free. know what we're talking about like a bunch of suckers <laughs> <laughs> you guys are getting this for free oh well it's a seller's market we've got <laughs> we gotta go with what this uh, our value yeah, is people bid and bid on this let me tell you uh pick category tv oh the lord what the hell is a sticky maple run very run that's what i do i dream Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. TV. Gotta I got it. a free HBO weekend this weekend. You did. I was going to bring that up. I watched the that news. That's the first topic I want to show you. Free HBO. Free HBO. Yeah, free HBO. Just, I was going to tell Jordan. Go. On. What have you watched so far? I watched the deuce. You did. How many episodes did you watched? Some watch? random. I, was, I think it was like the third episode. Okay. So I didn't know if I'd be able to catch Maggie, all of them. Maggie so. Gyllenhaal. It was the one... The principal or something like that. I have no idea. I've seen the, thir- the second, the second or third episode okay. he, where he busts up the jukebox and the. Oh, that's the third. Okay, third. third. So I've seen the th- random third episode. Right. Dueling Franco. Yeah, I didn't yes. see that. Just seemed unnecessary. 
The I like, agree, and I haven't Franco. watched it. It's totally unnecessary. <laughs> Too many Francos. But nothing in that whole episode, that didn't add anything to anything. It was kind of just distracting of like, oh, look, they're next to each other. It the didn't- one thing I will say is that they do a good job, like, why they don't, they haven't overdone it. These guys just look, mm. I mean, they're, it's him yeah. playing both roles, but what, you know, they just kind of do something with the hair. They're not like going overboard with any, anything, but I agree. So far, it's just been a Just so you know, yeah. you know, by missing the first two episodes, I can't figure out why they're doing it either. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right on. All right. <laughs> do at any point they, yes. No, I don't know. What? Do they eat each other's faces? <laughs> You're, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll be like DVR this week, uh, Cliff. They're eating. Uh, no, I have that's HBO. a that's a callback. I'm not remembering. I <laughs> uh, was a oh well, James Franco. It looks like he's oh. eating his own face. <laughs> eating his own face. Oh, so dueling Franco. So dueling Francos. They eat, eat each other's faces. <laughs> we get it. That's for the long time listeners. <laughs> it pays to listen. <laughs> and. You miss an episode, you don't get the jokes. Controversy. I tried to watch La La Land. Oh my god, don't say it. I got about a half hour into it. You went the wrong way. And I was like, nah, I can't do it. Okay. I just couldn't get into it. Well, it's my whole list of (laughs) trying to convince Jordan to watch La La Land. We sat down at dinner the other night. Some people are just too, they have just, they think they're too mainly. We had too much. Oh no, I, I. I no, think you're not. I, I could crazy. go for a good cry or think, a good, good. Then you need to finish the movie. Cheering. You need to finish the movie. But it just, they just. She is adorable. Yeah, as, she is adorable. Yeah. He's even adorable. I'll, I, I'll admit okay. he's adorable. Then what's the problem? I, I don't know. It just didn't didn't touch my cold okay. heart. It's amazing. And it just so uh, spoiler alert. I love this movie, <laughs> La La Land. I, yeah. I I I saw you at free HBO. I had it recorded. I went back. So and I think Seth like climbed the tower outside my house and like yeah. checked the yeah. wires. I made sure his connection was good. I, but I rewatched a couple. I rewatched the movie when it came out HBO a couple weeks ago. I was like, finally, okay. I have not watched it since I saw okay, it. In the so theater. it is ra- rather new to HBO. It's a, yes, it's yes. a topic worth yeah. discussing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was just a couple weeks ago. Uh, I had not watched it since I saw it in the theater, and I was like, okay. I hope this lives up to the experience I had in the theater because I loved it. Okay. Cause I'm sure it was big and loud. Oh yeah. It's much, it's better in the theater. Yeah. Everything is, but I was like, I hope it holds up. Uh, I watched it now. Yeah, absolutely. Just <laughs> get to cut to the chase. I loved it, but uh, it's, it's a little weak in the center. So I'm actually surprised you quit as early as you did. The beginning scene is like super musical, crazy, dumb, like, I don't care about that. I'm not a musical fan. Like, I, I, I don't know exactly how to explain it. It's, this is movie magic. The, the this is the guy that made, uh, Whiplash. I love that, freaking love that movie. Damien, Damien Chazelle. He made this. It's very, uh, inspired by some older musicals, but they are, ever since, when, when I saw, if you've ever seen Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. They were together. That's a great movie. Yeah, and they have good Steve chemistry Carell. and, you know, I like both of those actors. Uh, Emma Stone is super adorable in this and so, like Jordan says, even Ryan Gosling is. What it builds to at the end, I think the last 15 minutes are just over the top great. Uh, and the, I, I think it's worth trying. <laughs> yeah, we sat down for dinner the other night. I turned it on because I saw 
have HBO and it was on. And uh, we had some freaking kids running around and so much. I hate that. Like you're making yeah, me, you're I, making my skin crawl. It was like we 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 just turned it off. I was like, there's too much going on. I just need to go to the bathroom and watch. That. Yes, yeah. I mean, I will warn you up front. I well, I've I've suggested it to many people, and most are like, "Wow, I loved it." I have had a couple females that did not like the way it ended, mm-hmm. and I think that's just because what they want, how they want it to end. I thought I think the ending is just fantastic. They're great. I, I'm I'm refusing to accept this. I just I I don't know what the problem is, but I just like yeah, not everything's for gorgeous everybody, people who don't really have problems making problems. Oh, for this themselves. is like you have to go back. I, I know. I get, like I get a, it. Yeah. I, I get it. But it's yeah, it just didn't seem. They vital. won an Academy Award for a adorableness. Minute. A minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. actually a half hour in. I'm like, I haven't seen Moonlight. I was like, I'm, I'm glad it won. <laughs> that wow. was my reaction. I'm this like, is, I, I haven't seen Moonlight, but I'm sure it meant more. I did than see Moonlight also is. in the theater, and this is better. Anyway, I'm glad you at least tried it. But watch La La Land. I loved it. Also, did you have had you seen Purge? Colon election year. Yeah, I've seen. I love purge. Come on, (laughs) screw this la la land. We're purging. (laughs) So make sure you knew that was on this weekend. If you hadn't caught the latest purge yet, I got purge news, guys. Ready for this? I'm skipping right to freaking movies just because we're talking purge. The purge colon the island 2018. Are you ready for that? Oh boy. This is the events leading to the first purge. This purge, is, I'm assuming, zero. This, yeah, this is like, this is Prequel purge, purge. Zero, zero hour. This is when they, the original intention of the purge is to basically get all the poor people to kill each other. That's what it's. And it's set on an island? Yes. Wow. Like, I'm assuming this is are, way back. I've heard those are hard to get to. <laughs> There's the oceans They're all in the around. middle of oceans. Water everywhere. They're just hard to, hard to get at. <laughs> You've been studying. <laughs> okay. We're still doing TV. I think Go Universal over. Studios is doing a, uh, one of their, uh, Halloween Horror Nights that they do every year. It's a big, huge event. Special, uh, special ticket. They they're doing a purge house this year. Oh, really? The haunted house. There's been a lot of like through. those ho- those Halloween things. Uh, yeah, uh, Disney does one. At Disneyland, I know, does something. Yeah, Disney and, and Disney World. Mickey's not so not very farm. Not not so. Yeah, not scary farm. Not or something scary like that. farm. Yeah. There's a hollow screen. I think. Joking. No, I'm good. just imagining Mickey's not so scary purge. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but Halloween Horror Nights is the big one. <laughs> Nobody's wearing pants. Everyone's out on the street. <laughs> yeah, Donald Duckin. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rules tonight. <laughs> no pants. With who's like, what? So what? Um, speaking of the Deuce, they've already been renewed for season two, so it's a hit. And actually, it doesn't matter if you're hit or not, you get renewed. Agents of Shield season five. <laughs> Disney. Oh my God! Already is the it show, five? Already? The show they will not let me cancel. They will. Yes, actually, ABC wanted to cancel Agents of Shield, and Disney said no. 
they put their mouse ears down on the table and said, you will continue to run this show. Deadly Class. Tell us, what is the premise of Deadly Class, the uh, comic book? I believe it is like a finishing school type thing for young assassins. They're training them in the deadly arts I think it's Rick, killers. Rick Remender. And, sounds right. Um, they, that's coming to Sci-Fi. Really? Yes. They're developing yeah, oh, that. you know what else is on Sci-Fi Channel? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. That would be a good companion piece for Blood Drive. That would be. We really should take like a half hour to wrap up season one of Blood I, Drive. I think we, we were too quick on Blood yeah. Drive. We jumped ahead too fast. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack in the Blood Drive universe. We didn't give it its due. <laughs> I wish that Michael would have really pressed us to talk about it last week. But he, he just... He skimmed right over it. It's like he didn't care. He didn't. I thought he would really want to go in detail about Blood Drive, but he was too busy focused on his upcoming nuptials. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Anyway, Deadly Class, uh, it will be the second uh, comic booky series that Sci-Fi is going to have. They're doing, they're the ones doing Krypton. So, this isn't even Jor-El. This is a past Jor-El. What, what, isn't it like the grandparents of Superman? Or yeah, Krypton? yeah. I don't know their names. Michael have it as his saint name here after this week. <laughs> saint Mike L. <laughs> of the House of Easton. <laughs> if he comes back with a blue aura. <laughs> Fake news! Okay. Uh, good place. I'm only one of us three watching that, right? Yeah. The Good Place. Okay, Michael is a fan. I let him on to that last week that it had come back, and the second episode was really good, so I can't really talk about it without Michael here, but it's a good series. I recommend you starting at the first season. Um, There's all kinds of shows back. Cliff, Superstore, Goldbergs. Awesome. You know, so... You didn't they come back this it. week? Or? Yeah, I watched the first episode of Superstore Did of this okay. season. That's the one I want to tune in for. Yes. That, it ended with the tornado right. last year, so they're cleaning <laughs> up this year. So, <laughs> yes, I said it. <laughs> um, oh, Young Sheldon premiered. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. Uh, I Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about some CBS. <laughs> yes, all right. Uh, Star Trek. Did anyone watch Star Trek Discovery? Star Trek? Yes, Star Trek, hashtag, tag, Star Trek. (laughs) Nope, Uh, nope. that's all Michael's... uh... I watched 15 minutes of it. Okay. It's actually getting very good reviews. Can you watch it for free? I heard negative reviews from just some fans. Facebook. That would be my review. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I don't like Star Trek, but um, the way it works was they were showing the first episode... On CBS, you know, the regular okay. network. And then that same night, you could watch the second episode on CBS All Access. For six bucks. For six six dollars a month, ten dollars with no commercials. Which I have. I have CBS Access with no commercials, and I will not be watching Star Trek. So <laughs> if any, anybody out there that hates me that that's how that's happening, hate away. Cause <laughs> that's what's happening. I'm done with it already. I don't care about Star Trek. Um, 
I'm not, it, it's just not for me. I'm not trashing the show. I really don't know. I watched 15 minutes. It seemed fine. It just doesn't, it's not something I'm into. So yeah, I, I heard a couple actual Trek fans say, Oh, it doesn't have the heart of the original or like okay. there were a few negative things, but again, yeah, I can't say one way or the other. And I did hear I had kind of a twist. I know that the first two episodes are not necessarily indicative of what the series is going to be. Things are changing up seriously compared to what, yeah. Wow. Like that. Kind of did a rope-a-dope kind of thing where they made you think it's one thing and then something switches. Yeah, so we really don't know what we're talking about. And it might be. Nor do we care. Yeah, nor do we. (laughs) That's just it. Don't, don't think that we are concerned that we don't know what we're talking about. We just aren't big Star Trek fans. Um. Did I see? But wait, I want to. I want to. I want to give a recommendation to those Star Trek fans that love it and are upset that CBS is jerking them around. They don't want to pay for another streaming service, six dollars a month, ten dollars a month, or whatever. Wait till plus they're they're going to show a few episodes and then take a couple months off, let you continue to pay, and then they're going to come back for the second half of the season. If you can wait. Wait till the entire season is over, pay $10, watch the entire season, and then unsubscribe, yeah. and you will skip all that garbage where they you take You don't think they'll come back in, like, summer reruns and just actually just air them on air? And I, No, I really don't. Really? I think that they... You think they're sticking to their guns that yeah, much? Yeah, I think they really... They're trying anything to do this. They're doing, doing that Celebrity Big Brother and all that. They're doing all this access stuff to try to get people to... Do this, yeah. I, I just, I, the I don't watch. One. CBS is free to me, and I don't yeah. watch it, so I'm yeah. not. I'm not I, that's the thing. CBS I watched is, literally nothing on yeah. CBS. That, CBS Colbert. is the first thing that has like made me angry as far as having to do that. But I, I only thing I watch on CBS is Survivor and Big Brother. So. You know what you could do to get them back. What could I do? You give out your password. Oh man! Tell guys, all, guys, tell all our listeners. Everybody what your listen. Every time I log in, you're going to it's just going to shut off for you. (laughs) Anyway, the password is um. Let's see, (laughs) Jubescent Sheldon. (laughs) All right, what were you going to say, Cliff? Sorry, I interrupted you. No, I saw they're going to be dropping f bombs over on AMC's The Walking Dead this year to try and uh, up the ratings. Yeah, they allowed him like two, two per season. Two a season. Yeah. I can't wait to tune in all season to find yeah. out when it happens. I hope Negan <laughs> does it like the first minute of the first episode. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we got him awesome. out of the way. Oh, we wasted him. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome if he like said that to the camera like, bleepity bleep, that's it. <laughs> Don't worry about it anymore. That would be kind of funny. Uh, Game of Thrones, they announced, uh, the final season. There's only six episodes left and they, uh, Said it's going to be fifteen million dollars an episode. Wow. So it's going to cost them. That's that's up there. That's Apple money. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some of the more, if it, to put it in perspective, some of the more expensive episodes of television have been like the Lost premiere was quite pricey. Uh, the Crown is a very expensive show, and um, I think the most I've heard of a Boardwalk Empire pilot was like eighteen mil. Um, that's Many years ago, yeah. too. So, I'm actually surprised it's with some of the effects they have on Game of Thrones that it's only 15 million. So, but people are making a big deal about it. 
we saw movies. Let's do some movies. Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before Zod! Under Ruth! Set it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> I was like, Steve, I don't want to just... If anybody has something special... Uh, I gotta say this about it. You guys didn't see it. To those who saw it, I gotta tell you, the scene where the kids ride up on their bikes and they all just dump their bikes on the ground, which is the way it was written that, you know, for the movie, they're like, all the kids just drop their bikes on the ground like you did when you were a kid and you didn't care and you just ran onto what you were doing. Uh, Stanley Uris, the kind of high strung kid chose, he improvised and it was a big hit. When you watch the movie, he puts his kickstand down and sets his bike and then runs after everybody else. And that was totally improvised. And the director was like, Oh my gosh, that was genius. You're awesome. And they, I just wanted to give that kid credit that whatever the actor's name, I can't remember, but he did a fantastic job to know his character. Cause that's what that guy would have done. The only movie I watched, I listened to the commentary track for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Ooh. Listen to James Gunn. And it was... I, I, I swear I listened to the one on the first one as well, but I, I don't remember being this kind of... I don't know. It was kind of boring. Oh, which really? I, and I'm a nerd. I like these commentaries. Yeah. I like hearing all this stuff. But it was just sort of... There was at least ten parts. Where like, oh, this is one of my favorite scenes, or this was the hardest one to do. This one was really complicated, and he just kept kind of repeating himself. And and he he actually brought up he got a lot of grief from the first commentary he did talking about all his friends that are in the movie. But that's what he does. He casts all his yeah. friends. Like Michael Rooker has been in all his movies. You know, his brother, all his buddies play Ravagers. Like, like come to my house and play poker some night. All those guys who are Ravagers are they're playing. So he just casts all his buddies in the movies. And of course, has made good friends with you know Chris Pratt and all these people. So, so yeah, these are all my friends. That's who I like to make movies with. But he had a tendency to kind of explain things. Where it's like, okay, now you know, right here, Star Lord's feeling like this, and that's why he's telling her this because th- th- this is coming here right now. And like, he just kind of tells you what is implied. Or it, I, it's he's rare, David for, Lynch. Yeah, it's rare for a director <laughs> to like. Here's exactly what I was thinking right. in this in this scene, and here's what all the characters are thinking too. You can imagine that is how he directs. He's probably like, okay, here's yeah. what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> da 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 da. You know. So it was it was not only a very in depth sort of commentary, but also very sort of there wasn't a whole lot of depth because it was just like here's everything that's happening and here's why I did this and right. here's what this I'm not as to. deep as you thought yeah, I was. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> here's where I danced and they made me in a group. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. I love the extras on on things. Uh, so when people hear of like a good uh commentary, I want to know ahead of time, you know, because there's someone like, "Uh, I hate after I've listened to them like that and I feel like I wasted my time." I think my favorite commentaries are John Carpenter. He did one with Kurt Russell for uh The Thing. The Thing and he did one for Big Trouble. 
And they just sort of, they don't talk about the movie at all. It's yeah, just two old, buddies, two old buddies just catching up. It's like, oh yeah, there's that movie too. But it, those are just so entertaining. Right. Uh, there's a lot of hype for Blade Runner. I brought up before this Blade Runner 2049 is coming out next week. Yep. Um, it is getting amazing reviews. Like nobody was expecting this. Yeah. It sounded like it was not, I, I mean, I love that director, Denny Villanueva, I believe, um, did the arrival. Uh, did some other stuff I've liked, um, like Prisoners, um, but this, I've been looking forward to it anyway, and it, it, everybody's saying it's fantastic, so I cannot wait. I may go, like, try to see it in IMAX if I can, because it's getting such good reviews. So. I've got the original Blade Runner recorded, getting ready to watch it this week to prepare, because some people are saying they got more out of it, having watched it recently. Is it's it been on a HBO? Years. Uh, Blade Runner, I swear I recorded it probably, but it's not on this weekend. I checked. I went through the whole weekend, Jordan. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to point stuff out. Actually, Nocturnal Animals is also on this weekend at one point. If you get a chance, check it out. I know you got some big footing to do around. Sweet. Uh, but I thought that was really good. Um, uh, coming to America. What is that? Velvet? They're making a sequel. <laughs> Cliff, did you like Coming to America? I do like Coming to America. I love Coming to America. McDowell's? Yeah. Come on. John Amos plays McDowell. He has his McDonald's type restaurant. They're just like McDonald's. They, instead of the big arches, they got the big arts. Instead of the Big Mac, they got the Big Mick. And Louis Anderson. Yeah. Two all beef spent. Patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Only theirs has no seeds. <laughs> and yeah, Louis Anderson is working his way up. Now he's he's mopping floors, he's making fries, salads. And that's when the big bucks start rolling. I love that movie. Eddie Murphy plays like a million different roles. The royal is now clean. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm talking about. They are making a sequel. Sequel. Don't, don't give Michael any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Satan. Yeah, yeah, he'll come back here in his robes. <laughs> it's saying filthy. Um, this is, it's gonna be the director of 5050, Jonathan Levine, and the big boot. Yeah, the, the royal <laughs> is now illustrious again. Um, the, uh, <laughs> Kenya Barris, who is creator of Blackish, you said you watched that. Yeah. yeah I've heard good things about it. I haven't yeah. watched it, but he's doing, rewriting the script, so people this are hyped. Is a hyped sequel for that. or a reboot? Sequel. 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 So, so we're hoping Eddie for. Murphy. I'm hoping. Oh, I'm hoping. That'd be great. I know. We may get some more Arsenio. We need, we need some Arsenio. <laughs> donations, donations. I thought it was a trash. <laughs> I hope that Cuba Gooding Jr. is getting his hair cut again in this one. <laughs> I want it all. I love that movie. Um, let's see. There was a trailer for Isle of Dogs, Wes, Wes Anderson's next movie. Did you see that? Uh-uh. Uh, it's very reminiscent of Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's that kind of animation or stop motion. Um, so very, I mean, very much like that. So I mean, I like, I like Mr. Fox for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Cuss. That's what we should have been saying last time. (laughs) The Royal Cuss is now clean. Um, 
There was a trailer for Annihilation, which I spoke of before, from Alex Garland, who directed one other movie, Ex Machina, which Jared Lowe also really liked. Um, great movie. We're gonna, by the time we're done, we're going to name every listener. Right. We want to get a shout out. Shout out out there. Evan Bevins. That's right. We've done it all. If I can work Doug in here, I, I will. <laughs> Um, I think I just said, uh. Do we have a list of movies Doug has watched? <laughs> I know what trivia question Tina is. Um, Annihilation is from the, uh. But we up? won't mention Jesse. It's like, he'll no, send, he'll you already in, blew it. He'll send and listen to this whole episode waiting to hear his voice. saying cuss. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, this is from the so- Southern Reach trilogy from Jeff Vandermeer. It's the first book. Um, that they're adapting and it's like, I like the characters are named, like Natalie Portman's character is the, the biologist. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is the psychiatrist. Gina Rodriguez is the anthropologist. Uh, Tessa Thompson is the surveyor. Oscar Isaac is the biologist's husband. And it's gonna be a very sci-fi movie. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I love that director. That's also next year. It's like the 12th expedition to Area X where the laws of nature don't apply. February 2018. Good trailer. Another trailer. You watched The Lobster, correct? I made you. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember. Did you hate it? That was alright. Mm. I like, I like the beginning more than the end. Okay, yeah. Um, hey, was that ever gonna come out? That podcast we did? Oh, it might someday. <laughs> it might someday. We did our best of, I think, 2014. Oh my god. Okay. Here's how it <laughs> works, guys. Here's, here's how it works, guys. We do a podcast and either Cliff or Michael produces it and puts it out. And then last year, uh, we did a podcast and they sent it to me and it's still on, on the cutting table. You got a little big in the britches. You're like, oh, this can't be that yeah. hard. Yeah, I wanted to put I in, right. do this. I wanted to put in clips and music and all this and now I'm like, oh, just kill me now. We didn't just record a podcast though. It, it was, was like two a, hours. It was like all afternoon. I <laughs> had homework. I had to prepare. Yeah. yeah I was like, what's this movies and what's this and what's this? All right. <laughs> Someday folks. Someday. It's in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the Patreon. Okay. Um, that director, Yorgos Lanthimos, is doing The Killing of the Sacred Deer, again with Colin Farrell. Um, very disturbing preview. It's like a very disturbing minute teaser, but uh, I'm looking forward to that. And Fox hired Lorden Miller, who recently got fired from Han Solo, and they're going to make Artemis, which is from a book... Written by the author Andy Weir of The Martian, which was a huge hit. So this is a big deal that they got this deal to make this movie because a lot of people probably wanted to make this movie. It's about Jazz Bashara, who has serious bills to pay. She quickly finds that life on Artemis, the first and only city on the moon, is extremely difficult. When the opportunity arises to commit the perfect crime, she takes her chance. The only problem is that she found herself deep inside a conspiracy for control of the city itself. Anyway, sci-fi from the writer of The Martian. And somehow, I, I think what this is Lord Miller saying, oh, you say we can't do a sci-fi movie? Well, watch us, Star Wars, and we'll see if they actually can pull it off. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. 
Cliff, do you know of something Star Wars that we don't know? Um, something that you don't know. I don't think so. I saw some ad-ats. Some <laughs> real life ad-ats. Real life? Like, yeah. Full size? Yeah. Well, at Where? least the steel frame form. Oh, yeah. Whose corpse was shoved in that? Yeah. I don't know. It couldn't get close enough. I assume, uh, I don't know. But yeah. No, I don't. Not well, there's a book coming out this week. If anyone is interested in picking it up, I'd love to hear whether it's any good or not. It's 40th anniversary book. Oh! Star Wars from a certain, a certain point, point of, view. of view. Right. That, yeah. That I looks very uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, they, uh, it's, it's a, a bunch it's a of bunch short, of short stories. stories, um, are based around characters, uh, major events from other smaller characters like, uh, the first scene of A New Hope when the the Ten of Four is uh, being taken over by the big Star Destroyer and Vader's coming through. It's a story from Captain Antilles' point of view. So That sounds cool. I saw that it would have Obi-Wan Kenobi in the moment of his passing. It says, my name is Obi-Wan Kenobi and I'm dead. I know how that sounds. Uh I know it sounds crazy, uh, but this is happening. At least I think it is. So uh, just all these stories, it's like random characters you've seen in the movie, kind of right. their backstory. Maybe the stormtrooper that was walking with Princess Leia, turning her in, and things like that. So I think there's one, someone from the medal ceremony, probably bitching about that Wookiee not getting a medal. <laughs> it was the guy who had Chewbacca's medal and like right. he got lost yeah, back what had to it. <laughs> Anyway, stuff like that. I thought that was kind of interesting. I, um, and they're actually, they're also doing like audio, uh, reading of it. I know John Hamm is supposed to be Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. So they're really pulling out all the stops for it. We never did discuss and quickly we need to point out, uh, JJ Abrams ends up, he's going to be the one directing episode nine. Yeah. What do you we, think about that? Well, I thought it wasn't going to happen. And the reason I'm defending myself is this quote. He said before that that he wanted to focus on making original content that someone else would have to reboot someday. And guess what? Uh, and Star Wars came calling again and he said, well, forget that. And Paramount, Paramount is super ticked at him because, tizzy. yeah, because yeah, he was supposed to be all Star Trek and all that kind of stuff. Right. So we'll see. He's trying to get out of that stuff. Um, so of course, as we suspected, dates have moved. Episode 9, where they tried to push it back to May 2019. Now it's going to be Christmas 2019. So in swooped John Wick 3 into May 2019. And John Wick, sorry, John Wick colon (laughs) chapter 3. Now I have to, I have to imagine, well, I'm going to say I have to imagine. I do wonder if part of this whole directing and writing thing that they've had problems with is just, uh, because of the passing of Carrie Fisher and how much, if they're arguing internally over how they were going to handle that. Um, I don't know. They, they really let these directors write the movie. Right. Because uh, after the force awakens with JJ, I mean, I don't think JJ and the, and the team had really established an actual origin for like Ray. I think they kind of left it up, left it open. And for the next guy yeah. being Ryan well, we Johnson posit who is the real Parent or whatever, they may not have even known when they wrote it how they're. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they they probably had just you know just 
what they had is what we got. There was interesting thing, uh, a thing from director to director, like when Ryan Johnson was going to do episode eight, he asked before seven was out, he asked JJ, okay, or cause originally it was supposed to be well, spoilers for force awakens though. Um, but when Ray goes to Oct two, mm-hmm. she was supposed to take BB eight. That's her sidekick. Yeah. But he asked that she take R2. R2. And, you know, obviously he's going to see, yeah. you know, Luke and all that. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but there, there's, they try to have some overlap there. Like Another if you case of Hollywood whitewashing. That's right. <laughs> That's where R2 was going when you saw him at Disney. Oh. He's headed to Oct2. That makes sense. No, I, I, I think we're to the point now where all these, uh, these. Sorry. I'm late on the Hollywood whitewash. <laughs> All these cast an R two unit when it's written as a BB unit. Right, right, exactly. That's the source material. But all these fan (laughs) theories that we have are now, I think they're kind of the same theories that they actually have at the movie. You know, they're working off the same thing. So, I I don't know why do we have a why do we have a story room at Lucasfilm right now if we don't know the story? I don't know. And if anybody's looking forward to. As far as the Star Wars slash animation, you were talking about those Forces of Destiny yes. shorts. I watched a few of them. Yeah. There's more coming out. There's like mm-hmm. a half hour worth coming out, uh, this week. A couple days from now. Yeah. Which then, means the a half hour's worth is probably like 15. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. They're pro- they're, they were pretty short. They were just a few minutes. And then, uh, again, at the end of the month, there will be more coming out. Maybe the okay. 28th or 29th, so. If you're looking forward to that, they were pretty good. It's a lot of focus on the female characters and stuff. Yeah, pretty much. And, and again, like you were talking about the book, a lot of it focuses on plot points we've seen before, and it's just the in-between moments. All right, well, let's wrap her up here. Cliff's got to get some sleep so he can get all this footage of the illustrious Oh, I can't wait. I've got my camera ready to go, microphoned up. It's going to be awesome. As always. Yeah. Go for it. He just normally just throws that in yeah, in, in the middle of a speech. So. You can find us at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter. www.udownwithkpp.com. That's the fanciest one. Oh, wait, guys. We got hashtags. Hashtag it all. And as uh, it would happen, they all start with P. So this is the big P hashtag night. We got Poovillian. <laughs> Porg bearers, pay ponytails, and pubescent Sheldon. So take your pick. Mm, I kind of like pork bearers. Yeah, let's go with the wedding theme for the illustrious yes. one. Pork bearers. Pork bearers. So if you, uh, when you see us share this podcast, if you'd like to comment or share it, throw in the hashtag pork bearers and, you know, we that'll don't help care us, why. That'll help us sort through the hundreds and hundreds of comments we get. People that actually right. made it to the end of the episode, you will you will identify yourself. We'll be like, ha ha, you listened to all of this. <laughs> and if you uh if you're getting married or you know somebody <laughs> that is <laughs> feel free, please contact the illustrious Michael K. Easton for all your wedding needs. It's five dollars for every four weddings immediately. I mean, we're talking his cost. Invitations, wedding certificates. He's got it all. Officiating. I mean, 
The man. He'll even it. DJ, man. He'll he'll oh, he'll, you better he'll spin the it. tunes afterwards. <laughs> oh man! He'll come with his little zune and <laughs> do it up. Yeah. All right, we're signing off here. As always, Michael's not here, but I am. My name's Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. See, see, good You take this woman better, where's reptilian aliens <laughs> or other dimensions? You know he's going to say Weaver. Somewhere in there, she'll have that written on that paper. <laughs> and I will lose it. You record this whole thing. You have to record I want a live stream. Take some mics. <laughs> Looks like I got a sound buttery. He's like, Yeah. Excuse me, Brian. You move to the side. Michael. Yeah, just have it. Looks like a press conference. Just have micro- hide multiple no, microphones. <laughs> Have our Kapow figure out. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Cliff Barnes, Kapow Marquez. Is this your first officiator? <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, interviewing right before the ceremony. There's like just two minutes left to totally get his mind sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> just taking a pile of magnets and laying out of the Yeah, you get a little... Cameras at your table and magnets. <coughs> like to hire the illustrious Mike Steve at your wedding. Yeah. No need to get a marriage certificate. He'll take care of it. Just yeah. print the princess right. on it. This comes with a free week of HBO. <laughs> but your name on the certificate will be Pablo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You will now receive your emails at Pablo at Hotmail dot Cal-L. Well, that's our show. That's it. I don't even know where you go from there. I want to hear about Disney, <laughs> Disney World. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think got me all excited about Michael. <laughs> it's awkward over here. I don't know how he does this. <clears throat> Just look at that drawer and get your mind right. I know. I told Seth, if you ever wanted a snapshot of Michael's brain, just open <laughs> <laughs> There's some old DC comics, a bunch of wires, we got some tape. Random CDs, and dongle. <laughs> DC Who's Who and Free <laughs> Wires. That's yeah. what you're the dongle, much right. yes, the dongle. <laughs> Pack of crackers. <laughs> Either or not, you're hungry.
Tiffany and Dan have chosen this setting in which to be married because it provides an appropriate backdrop for this public affirmation of their love. Tiffany and Dan view marriage as a coming together at all levels of being, mind, body, and spirit. And they have chosen a few passages from the Bible that I would now like to share with you. From Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Two are better than one, because they have good return for their labor. Neither of them fall down, one to help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. From, from Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 and 5. Love is patient, love is kind, it is not envy, it is not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrongs. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing one another in love. And from Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And finally, a Buddhist passage by Tikhni Yatan. The Buddha spoke about four elements constitute true love, the capacity to be kind and offer happiness, maitri and Sanskrit. Compassion, capacity to relieve suffering, karuna. The capacity to bring joy every day, mudita. And finally, the capacity of non-discrimination, Upiksha. When there is true love, there is non-discrimination. The pain of the other is our own pain. The happiness of the other is our own happiness. To make our love meaningful, we need to know how to nourish our bodhisattva, our mind of boundless love and compassion. First, we learn to love one person with all our understanding and insight. Then we expand the love to embrace another person and another until our love is truly boundless. And now we have a few readings. Dan and Tiffany, we have heard your vows and your promise of faithful love. Live for your love and your love will live forever. Now pronounce you, husband and wife, you may seal your union with a kiss. Oh. It is my pleasure to present Mr. and Mrs. Dan and Tiffany Rose. <laughs>